0: Hello, and welcome to the Pioneering Today podcast. Today is episode number 94, and we are gonna be diving into the world of making your own homemade extracts packed with tips on sourcing the best ingredients and also to make sure that you're getting the ingredients that you're using that do not contain GMOs, the differences in the flavors with our extracts, well, so why we would pick different kinds of alcohols. And my best tips and tricks after making homemade extracts for multiple years on how to get the best flavor and how to save you the most time when you are doing your prep work on making your extracts. So in today's episode, I'm going to walk you through how to make vanilla extract. You can pretty much make any extract at home that you would be buying in the store. And there's a couple of very good reasons that we would want to make our extracts at home versus buying them in the store. And of course, our number one reason is... It's much more frugal and cheaper to make your extracts at home than it is to buy it in the store. The other reason is is we are controlling the quality of the ingredients that goes into our extracts when we make it at home versus the ones that we buy at the store. And I will go into detail more about that as we actually, I walk you through the steps. We're gonna make vanilla extracts specifically here today. To make your own extracts at home is really easy and it involves Two ingredients is all you need to make most of your extracts. So of course, most of us are familiar with vanilla. You're gonna need your vanilla beans, and then you are going to need alcohol. If you wanna make homemade mint extract, I've got mint extract right here. You can do that. I've got homemade lemon extract. All of those extracts that we purchase in the store, we can just make at home so much cheaper, y'all, which I love. Some of the benefits of making our extracts at home is This is gonna be especially true if you have some type of food um, sensitivity or allergy. A lot of the alcohols, most of the time that a lot of the extracts are made with at the store are going to be made from vodka. And that's because vodka is clear and for the most part, vodka is flavorless. But most of your vodka alcohols are made from grain. So if you have any kind of grain sensitivities, you might not wanna use vodka, and if it's not organic or you don't know where it's sourced from, which a lot of times it's hard to kinda track that down with our alcohols, if it's made from grain that contains corn, then we know that most of our corn products, especially in the United States, are genetically modified. You can do your own research on what type of alcohol you want to use. And then the other thing is, especially with your vanilla extracts, when you're purchasing them from the store, if you look at the ingredient label, most of the time it is not just alcohol and vanilla beans. It's usually diluted down or cut with water and some type of sugar. So it could just say sugar or it could be corn syrup. And again, if it's corn product and it's not verified GMO-free or it's not certified organic, The likelihood of it containing GMO corn is very high. What I like to use when I'm making my vanilla extract, and this is where the beauty of making it at home comes in because you get to use the flavor that you want, I actually prefer to use rum. Rum is made from the byproducts usually of molasses and sugar canes. Sugar beets in the US can be, there are some genetically modified sugar beets out there, at this point, at least mainstream, there's not genetically modified sugar cane that I'm aware of that is in production and is being grown and harvested here in the United States. If it's molasses or sugar cane, then you are usually pretty safe that it's not genetically modified. Now, it's probably not organic, but. We're using a very small amount. I prefer to use rum for my vanilla. I think it has way better flavor. When you're making your extract is you're going to start obviously with the first ingredients. Now, if you were using mint, then you would be taking your mint leaves, but we're doing vanilla now. And the reason that we want to start this now is because for the holidays that are coming up and all of our fun holiday baking and gift giving, which I love to give homemade gifts and everything from scratch y'all that I can, I like to use my homemade extracts, but they need to seep for about six to eight weeks and depending upon the time that you are listening to this episode if you want to make these at the time of the recording is at the very end of october but if you're wanting to make these for gifts for the holiday season the most recommended time is to let it seep for about eight, six to eight weeks is recommended for most extracts. Of course, the longer that you let it seep, then the stronger the flavor is going to develop. But if you want to be giving these as gifts, specifically the vanilla extract, and if you're just starting to get make it and you don't have that full amount of time for it to seep, one of the fun things you can do is basically you give somebody a kit. So what you're going to do is you would get them, give start the extract for them, and then you will give them the extract that's in the mason jar with the lid on it, and then you can also purchase one of the really cute little fun glass bottles that have the swing top lid. They look very vintage and they are great for storing your extracts in. You can get chalkboard labels, you can pretty them up however you want, and then you would give that to them in a little gift bag or a little gift basket and essentially a homemade vanilla kit, and then you will just give them instructions depending upon the date that you started the extract, on when they will need to strain the extract out and it is ready for use. And the cool thing if you do do it that way is you're basically teaching them how to make extract. You've just done the prep work for them and then that way they can continue making it themselves at home because they've already got that great bottle that they're going to be putting it into and the mason jar. so they've got the supplies there and in the future they would just have to purchase the two main ingredients, the alcohol and the vanilla beans in order to make it. So you're kind of giving them a skill set along with it. So if you're listening to this late and you're like, oh no, I don't have enough time to get this done before the holidays, don't worry. Problem solved. You're going to take your vanilla beans out. And if you were doing eight ounces of alcohol, then you're going to want five vanilla beans. I actually have 12.5 ounces here. I am going to go with eight vanilla beans. For mine, The rest of these are going to go in here and you can find vanilla beans. um, Whole vanilla beans are a little bit harder to find. Like if you go to your regular grocery store, they may not carry whole vanilla beans. During the holiday season, Costco, if you've got a Costco near you, check them. Sometimes they will have whole vanilla beans on special for the holidays. Or you could check your whole foods, co-ops, that kind of thing. The best price that I've been able to find is I actually ordered mine off of Amazon and I did some research, it was very uh, specific there. I will post the link or if you wanna go and grab stuff really quick, you can go to melissaknorris.com slash extracts and I've got all of my sources and all of the recipes and the tutorials to make six different kinds of homemade extracts, but I'm gonna walk you through the vanilla right here. So the easiest way that I have found to make vanilla extract is I don't bother with scraping out the inside of the bean. Like, who has time to sit and scrape out eight vanilla beans worth of the little beans inside? Not this girl, and probably not you either. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna take a sharp knife, get your vanilla bean here, and what I do is I like to just split it up the center lengthwise. That opens up to the center of the vanilla bean where all of the good little vanilla stuff is inside. Then I do a rough chop. So I just kinda chop these up into pieces, and because I've already split it, See, it actually opened that in half. Then we're just going to put this into our clean mason jar. I like to use wide mouths just because I think they're easier when you're stuffing stuff inside them, but any clean jar will work as long as it's big enough to hold the amount of liquid that we're pouring in. Now, you, like I said, you can do all kinds of other extracts if you want to, mint is another great one. It's also extracts, food that is preserved in alcohol is a really old form of food preservation. And a lot of times at Christmas we are, all of us, you know, the fruitcake, right? Well, the reason that fruitcakes were so popular was because before refrigeration and all the forms of food preservation we have available to us today, they would preserve their fruit in alcohol. That way they would be able to have it and when it came baking time or the Christmas time they were very careful with their fruit and they had it preserved in the alcohol and they could then bake it up and that's where fruitcake was born. So if you were ever wondering that's how that one came into to be. Alcohol is a great way to use for home food preservation. Now I know In fact, I have to tell you guys a story. I went to the grocery store yesterday on my lunch break and I went and bought the alcohol at Micah. I just have to give you this forewarning that this is just for extract because I felt really weird in the middle of the day on my lunch break. I had my pharmacy shirt on and everything, going in and buying a bottle of rum. But you use a very small amount. And when you are doing extract alcohol evaporates off in heat and usually we're just using a couple of teaspoons per recipe and it's going in a baking item or it's going in hot liquid and so most of the alcohol content is evaporated off if you were ever worried or some people didn't act don't actually know that that's what most of your extracts are made of is alcohol now you do It's so really not consuming alcohol because it is evaporating out now one of the other things that i get asked Often, is there sometimes there may be instances where you don't want to have an alcohol-based extract in your home. So there can be various reasons for this. But there are some instances where someone may not be able to have any alcohol, and you might be wondering how you then can make these extracts at home. I have tried using vinegar in the past. I did do a vinegar mint extract. I don't mind the taste of vinegar. I use homemade apple cider vinegar and raw apple cider vinegar all the time in a lot of things. So I kind of have developed a taste for it, I believe. But the taste of the vinegar does come through a little bit in the mint extract when you make it with vinegar, if you're adding it directly to a drink. So say like hot chocolate or something like that, there's still a little bit of that vinegar taste to it. Uh, when you're baking with it, not so much. So, what well, better alternative is to use vegetable glycerin? Now, you want to make sure that you are using a food-based glycerin in order to do this. But you can make homemade extracts at home with a food-based glycerin. Now, I have not personally used the glycerin. We don't. I don't have um, you know any allergies or other reasons not to use the alcohol based extract. But what you do is you get the food based glycerin and you will use three parts of the glycerin to one part distilled water as your base for the extract. And then you would follow the same instructions that you use just as if you were using alcohol. But I want to give that option to you. And I have a link to on the um, blog post version of this podcast links for all of those supplies and all of those so that you can grab them and get them ordered and start making your own homemade extracts at home. When you get your beans done, your fingers will get dirty. I don't know if you can see that, but there are little bits of the inside of the bean. They're like little grains, and that's the vanilla, and that's what we want to infuse. It's what we want to extract out because that's where all that luscious vanilla flavor is. We have got these all sliced and chopped. We're just going to go right here in the jar. We are just going to dump all of the alcohol on top. As far as baking and the flavor and the nuances with the vanilla, I prefer the rum over vodka because it's made from those sugars, so it's got a little bit, there is actually not sugar content in this because when they're making rum, it's it's fermenting. So the fermentation process eats up all of the sugar, even though it's made from molasses and sugar byproduct. There's not actually sugar in this, even though it's made from that, which is kind of weird, but it does have a little bit of a, a sweeter, which when we're baking, we like flavor but you're not adding sugar content to it. So Now what we do is we need to put a lid on this. I am just gonna put a canning lid on there with a band. And then we're gonna shake it. We're gonna shake this up because what we want to do is we want all, and now you can see in there, there's little floaty, the little brown bits of the vanilla that we exposed when we we cut it open. We want that to infuse into this liquid. Every couple of days, you're gonna shake this up because it'll tend to settle down at the bottom. And then six to eight weeks and you want to store it in a darker cupboard we don't want it light light degrades things you don't want it in a high heat area just in a kitchen cupboard somewhere preferably a cupboard where you will remember to shake it every now and then and then you're just going to let it seep like i said about six to eight weeks you will get a stronger flavor more vanilla flavor the longer that you let it seep and what you do is you will just strain it out and then you will have extract. And I love these little flip top jars and I've got links to those. They are my favorite for making extract. You can also leave it in the mason jar. This was a little tiny bit of dregs that I had left of my vanilla and it will darken up quite a bit. So you will see it get dark. But one of the great things When you, if you have never had homemade vanilla extract before, the flavor is a lot more intense. Therefore, I usually end up using less of my homemade vanilla extract in comparison to when I have been using store bots. That's a great thing because if we can use less and get the same or actually better amount of quality and flavor of something, then it's saving us money. Okay, so we need to talk price, right? We need to get the lowdown on the price to make sure that we really are saving money. Because by making it at home, we are controlling the ingredients, so most of the time we are actually getting a better quality product. But we also need to make sure that it really is saving us money, or at least isn't costing us more than what we could purchase the same equivalent at the store, as long as we're comparing apples to apples, right? Well, I broke down the cost of this extract, so I actually ended up making two batches. I had enough vanilla beans to make two batches, so I took the cost of my vanilla beans and the cost of both the bottles of rum that I bought, and I divided them out. Get this, you guys. It only cost me 86 cents per ounce to make pure homemade vanilla extract. Is that like rocking or what? I was so excited when I saw those calculations come out. I'm like that is like rock bottom prices. I don't I don't even know if you can buy the the imitation vanilla extract for that price. So, I was super excited. You're going to pay way more, double or triple per ounce. Cost is a lot less expensive and we know the cost of the ingredients, but it's you can let it sit longer and strain part of it out and then you're getting a much more intense flavor, so it is cheaper, and I don't know about you, but when I make something at home that I used to buy in the store, I get all kinds of excited, like my pioneer frugal side comes out, and I'm like, woohoo! Can you make lemon extract and or other flavors? Yes, you absolutely can. So I've got lemon extract right here that I made. I made this a couple years ago actually, and extracts are great because with the alcohol, it preserves them, so extracts will be fine in your kitchen shelf for at least a couple of years. I don't use a ton of lemon extract which is why I still have a little bit left of here this is mint extract you can do orange extract you can do almond extract you can make all kinds of extracts at home and I have got a blog post up for you, an article up for you, so you can go and see how to make um, six different kinds of extracts at home, including mint, which when you make homemade mint, if you grow your own mint at home, makes it extremely frugal. And you can get that at meliskanoris.com slash extract. What do you use to strain it with? A lot of times I've got like a really fine mesh strainer, or I will just use a coffee filter. And I'll just put a coffee t- filter inside a colander and then put my little measuring bowl underneath or whatever I'm straining it into, and I'll strain it through that. Now, with the vanilla extract, I actually don't mind if some of the little pieces of the bean, the little tiny, the it's almost like a grain, like it's really, really, really fine, like a ground flour fineness. They're like little tiny coffee ground size, but smaller than fine ground coffee almost is the vanilla that comes out. If that comes through into the extract, that is just like full-on vanilla bean. So a lot of times you'll see chefs and bakers will actually use vanilla bean paste. I don't mind if some of that vanilla bean is in my extract because you don't taste it. It's not a texture issue. And I think it gives it a little bit more of a robust vanilla flavor. So I don't mind if it does, if that part strains through, I'll usually just use the fine wire mesh strainer when I'm straining my vanilla. But when I'm doing things like the mint extract, where I don't want the mint leaves, because those could degrade over time in the final product, then I will go ahead and use that coffee filter, or you could use a couple layers of cheesecloth, anything like that that would let it strain through, that would just let the liquid through, you could totally use. One of the tips if you wanna do mint extract is you wanna harvest your mint, obviously, before the frost come and kill it off. You want it to be rinsed and then a little bit dry because we don't wanna put a lot of moisture content into our extract because water, I should say, water moisture can mold. With the alcohol, because we're using you know at least 40% or 40 proof alcohol, it's usually not an issue. I have never had any mold issues with any of the extracts that I've done and I've been making them for two or three, four years. I've never had any issues with that, but when you're using the things like the mints, extracts and you can use dried. I prefer to use fresh because it's a way to preserve the fresh mint that I have growing out but you will want to just make sure that you kind of pat it dry before you go ahead and use it. So I rinse mine if it's you know can have bugs or whatever dirt dust going on it. I just rinse mine off and then I pat it dry with the towel and then I go ahead and use it. So that's just a quick little tip there. I want to thank you guys so much for joining me today and I can't wait to see all of you guys making your own homemade extracts. Okay, so now we are moving on to our verse of the week. And this is one of those verses, they're my favorite verses, where you kind of just sit and you almost go back to them multiple times during the week, or you just keep kind of coming back to them. This is from John chapter 10, verse 28 through 29. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages. To all eternity they shall never by any means be destroyed, and no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater and mightier than all else, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I have just come back to those two verses and read them over and over again over the past two weeks. And one of my favorite songs is We Are In His Hands and I don't actually remember the artist's name that sings it, but you could Google that in the lyrics. And I always love that song because it reminds me that no matter what's going on in this crazy world, no matter what, you know, fears we may have or what worries or circumstances that feel outside of our control or just things that we are dealing with in our own lives, you know, you know, it can be personal internal issues, relationship-wise, outside circumstances, no matter what it is, that God is literally holding us. We are in God and Jesus's hand and nothing Nothing, 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 nothing can take us out of their hands. I don't even think I need to talk any more about that verse because it is so simple yet so profound and it has such comfort and such great meaning to it. So I wanted to share those two verses with you. I'll make it short and sweet on that part because I don't think that there's really much to expound on on that. I just think how awesome it is and I just keep rereading that as an assurance and I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pioneering Today podcast. Like I said, it's episode number 94, and you can grab that at melissaknorris.com slash extracts, or you can go to the podcast button and see it as episode number 94. And this has been one of our live broadcasts. It was one of the live podcasts that we did on Facebook Live. So my Facebook page is facebook.com slash Norris, And they are on Thursday mornings at 8.30 a.m. Pacific time, 11.30. Eastern Time. So if you want, you can go and like that and you can catch them. But again, the video that we did, so if you visually want to watch that, is in the podcast blog episode notes, so you can grab those. And as well, I've actually got written out tutorial-wise. So if you want to go and, and copy down those exact recipes, you can grab them. And then there are links so that you can go and make All of those other extracts that I mentioned, you can go and find out how to make all of those other extracts as well at home. But I've got the vanilla and the mint extract directions right there on the page for you so you can grab those and get to making your extract. So thank you guys so much for joining me and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.